everybody, this is Eric from EFP, episode 24. Today I want to talk about player commitment. Getting to enjoy your character enough to commit extra time to developing them. We all roll dice, we all roll stats, and we can make a warrior, but how are they different between me playing one and you playing one? And this comes down to the commitment level. How much time, and it's really not a lot, are you willing to put in between you and your GM to make something different, special, that character in movies that you always fucking remember, that that Neo, if it's sci-fi, the Wolverine, if it's comic books, are you willing to put the extra dedication in to making them special? Because the more you put in, the more your GM's willing, and I think the more you're going to get out of it. So let's dive into this. There's going to be six topics for this. GM player milestones, family and friends, moral compass, goals and growth, do the work, and of course, the closing. So let's dive in, everybody. Episode 24. Let's go. So what do I mean when I mean GM player milestones? And I'm starting with this because I think this is something that's overlooked. And if you only listen to the first part of this fucking podcast, at least you're hearing this. It's two-way street. When a GM tells a player to go make a character for the new campaign you're going to be playing, they should give you guidelines. And it doesn't have to be a lot, just simple. We're, uh, we're playing in a rundown village. You've been living here forever. Pick a profession that you think you would have done in this village. You're going to be a growing hero, not a starting hero. Or sci-fi. You're part of a ship's crew that has recently been captured. You're starting a little higher level because everybody has got some experience. You have no equipment to start. Pick your position or role that you think you have on the ship and make it. And then in turn, the player should follow that and make their character and then come back with a GM with some milestones that they want. It's a two-way street. This means the GM is running something they love and want to run, and the player is getting to play in something they want, and their character gets to have growth. So what are these things that you do, these milestones? So think of them as small and big moments. Things like, I really want my character to eventually get his own ship, or I really want my character to be a hero of the city of like folklore and tales. Like I want everything I do to kind of be told and have importance. Maybe instead I want to be the best at what I do. I'm a weapon master from this village that I've been hiding here for X amount of time. My skills are rusty. I'm an alcoholic and I, I want to get back, you know, into doing what I do best. Little tiny stepping stones. Um, Marvel heroic system used milestones is a way to give experience out to players Take that concept and put it into anything in any game. You don't have to use experience, but just when you do these things, you get rewarded. For example, in Shadows of Demon Lord, favor can be handed out. Or if you're playing in Numenera or Cypher System, maybe you hand out an experience when they really dig in and use one of those things. Same thing for when you're playing 5e. There's inspiration, and you have those background pieces. These are just a little extra that can be added in. And it makes you stay in character and getting rewarded for doing it is a good reason to do it that way. It's like a dog who does a trick and you give him a treat, but not a dog. This idea of milestones, small and big, the big side could be, I want to own a castle. I want to own a keep. I want to have an army. Or maybe it's, I want to retire, but I can't do it until I kill this villain. And then you got to have the idea of, what am I going to do when I retire? Am I actually going to retire? Maybe I retire and 10 years pass. I have to come back out of retirement because he's a lich now. There's always ways to work with your GM and maybe work with the other players at your table as well. This is the idea 
of how you have that GM player commitment in Milestones. Moral compass. Yeah, I know. You're thinking, all right, that morals for a game? Yeah, you have to have morals. It's a player character. Every person in real life has morals. They going to be skewed one way or the other. And heroic games or grimming, dark, and gritty games are going to have different morals. So, in episode 20, I talked about morality grids and defining moments. These are things a player can do for themselves as well. The, the morality grid is something you should just do anyway. The defining moments are usually done in my games from a GM. They give them the players, and it gives them like this box to build in for their character, but it's loose. Go back and listen to those in episode 20 if you want to know more about them. The morality grid ties more into this even though than the defining moments. For example, killing isn't always an answer for a player. I know that's what we always go to because in real life we can't do it, but maybe having boundaries on when and you won't do it, like what times those are. I have a character that I'm playing right now that... He won't harm women and children, but he also won't harm anyone unless they have a weapon. He'll even offer them a weapon before a fight. Now, if this person shows they are able to fight with their hands, then they have a weapon and he'll fight back. These kind of things build interest in characters, and it it builds flaws, and it builds a way for you to have to do something other than just swing when you want to swing. On top of that, remember each character, they have a reason for action. Explain before extreme ones happen. I've run into things over time uh, in, in GMing and playing at conventions and playing online where a player does something that's super extreme and seems super out of character, but in their head, there's a reason. And my friend Kelly said it the best. If you're going to do something extreme that doesn't make sense, like severing the arm off a human being while they're alive because that's what your character would do, well, you probably should explain why your character's having that moment. Because you're the only one who understands it. This is that time where you step out of your player character and then you explain to the audience, the people at the table, why you're doing it. This is super extreme. I know this guy from the past. I'm tired of seeing him, what he does, the abuse that he causes or the horrible things he does to the village or he's stolen four of my ships, killed every one of my crews. And every time he does it, he raises his hand, raises his finger up and then points and his army attacks. This is me showing him that I'm in control. And here's what I'm going to do. Those things that you can do explain behind the scenes what your character's feeling. I know it sounds like acting class, but we are acting when we play games. So keep that in mind when you do extreme things that are against your morality grid or the defining moments. Because we all have those moments in real life. We do things outside the bounds of who we are. I mean, boredom can cause it or, you know, had a tough week. Whatever it is, make sure the people at the table understand why your character is doing it. So next up is goals and growth. And this ties back to the first thing I talked about with milestones. Small, big goals, list them out, and use these goals as things that your character does during downtime. How many times does downtime happen as a GM, as a player, where your players know what the hell they're doing and the GM doesn't know what they're doing? I do this for my NPCs as well when I'm running games. Like, I've learned this from Apocalypse World and Blades in the Dark to have a little clock that says over the course of the year they're going to do X, Y, Z. Do this for your your PC, for the the character you're going to play. Maybe work with other PCs. Maybe you have a common goal, like we want to return the the Grail of Antioch before we die. This is a goal you guys are working towards as a side thing. Or I want to build a fortress because I grew up in a small home and the king that lived there treated us horribly. I I want to change that and build a city around what I'm doing and be a good king or a good ruler. If it's sci-fi, maybe you're a pirate. Maybe you're playing a pirate and 
you're going through space stealing from people, and really you're doing this to help rebuild a world somewhere, terraform somewhere else. You feel that stealing a little bit from here and there isn't bad as stealing a lot from one place. This makes growth for your character. And let failure happen during these goals and growth, because failure builds character and builds memories. Uh, there is a speaker who said this, and, and it makes sense. Spending money on material possessions versus spending money on memories, you're always going to remember the memories. Physical things eventually go away unless they're predominantly important. If you don't touch it every day, they say it's not important. This relates back to PCs. Yeah, you could buy a magical item or buy a sword, but if you built a city, built a town... You're going to remember that character forever. You're going to always talk about, oh, I had a character who built a city. Like he has dumped all of his money and all of his things into this. This is how cities are born. Or I built the greatest forge on the face of the world. Or I used my money to free slaves every chance I got. Like these things, these make more sense than a magical item or a piece of equipment. Because your GM's going to give you that shit anyway. And a GM doesn't like giving gold out because I don't know the hell you're going to do with it. But if you have these goals and growths laid out, your GM's going to let you strive for it because it makes a better world. And if he doesn't, tell your GM he's got to do it because it's what makes a good story. If he still doesn't get it, maybe you need a GM. Just thought. Try it out. Players can GM too. Now, with all of that said, you got to do the work. I don't mean take home and do homework. You should enjoy this as your hobby. This is part of having this, building the characters, doing things, reading through all your books that are in front of you. This is the stuff that is the downtime between the game sessions that we all wait for. So why not fill that downtime with your hobby and still fucking enjoy it? Do do anything that makes sense in between. Don't just wait for Sunday, Friday night, whenever it is you're going to game. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's once a month. So everything I've said up until now is all about prepping. Now you do the work. I believe in using a Google Doc for this, and for one reason. You can still write it down, take pictures and load it up. doesn't matter, because then you can share the parts that you want your GM to see and the parts you want your players to see, or I should say other players in your group. You may share goals with them. Maybe you have a treasure thing running. Maybe you're building a city. You want people to put money in if they can. Put a spreadsheet together. These things will take long, but you can see growth of the character, and it helps stop boredom with characters or burnout. Sometimes a new book comes out, and everybody wants to play the new, latest, hottest thing. But if you have this much dedication, you may not want to do that. Instead, you might go, oh man, that new class coming out is awesome. I wonder if he'll let me get someone in the town, like an NPC, seek them out, because we've heard about him, and get them in the town. And have that be an NPC in our, in our world, in our campaign. So do the work. Give your GM a break, and actually put some things together that they can play off of. I also recommend not writing a fucking novel. Right? bullet points and then maybe have a filled out section below if people need to look at more stuff there's a really cool table of contents option if you set up your headers in google docs so maybe fill out bullet points of i want to build a city i want to find this npc or i have a starship i want to buy i want to rebuild put this i need a new crew i want to get two more people all doing the same thing i'm doing to help us terraform this this colony put this stuff together so people can see it in a bite-sized one page and then put the details below They'll read it if they want to. Most of it's there for you and the GM. Same with backgrounds. A couple paragraphs, but the deeper background put below if you really want to dive in. It also makes it easier to reference later on. So do the work. Be willing to adapt, though. The GM says, I don't know if this is going to work for the campaign. Go, okay, well, I want something like this. What works? And work with them. It's five to ten minutes. But for fuck's sake, stop doing it at the gaming table every time. you got seven days a week. 
I work 80 hours a week and I still do this with my players. Discord, Google Hangouts, a community, Facebook, whatever it is, touch base. Figure out before you go in the next week. Do your due diligence. Do the work. Magic and Monsters Marks of Men is a new 5e compatible campaign setting from Eric Frankhouse Presents. If you want something that feels high magic, if you want to be a part of building a campaign with a community, or you just want something new to run, then the same old, same old. Come to Eric Frankhouse Presents Patreon. Sign up, and you'll get access to a living document. It's updated numerous times a month. New things come out from races classes and soon backgrounds and more the goal with this is to build a high magic setting with rules and boundaries and monsters that can twist men themselves i hope you enjoy it and thank you for your support so that's it for episode 24 i hope you guys enjoy this i i love the idea of helping both sides of the screen i listen to a lot of things from matt colville and matthew mercer and satine phoenix and other gms that are out there and they all have great things to say but i feel we all have our own spin so if what i have to do and say is is someone who runs professionally and competes in storytelling and designs things and i can help you guys as a community fuck man that's that's why i'm here check this out share it with your friends uh, a few things to remember i'll be a megacon at the end of this month so if you live out in the miami area and you listen to this touch base i'll be helping the chess x booth out and i would love to sit down grab a beer any of those things talk gaming if you're going to be a gen con this year i'll be there as well this guy's going to be crazy. I believe I'm going to be on a few panels this year, but uh, watch Eric Frankhouse Presents on my Patreon site for details. Last, Magic and Monsters has been doing really well. It's got a lot of really good feedback. I'm super excited to have a 5e compatible setting coming out, and I have a lofty goal of making a new magic system for it. We'll see if that part happens. That's more of a personal goal, and if it's good enough, I will include it. So it's about a 30-page doc right now with the rules you need to start running the setting and a map that is a work in progress. Last, I have a Shadows of the Demon Lord adventure coming out. I just finished it up, handed it over to Schwab Entertainment, and they're getting ready for layout. Look forward to letting you guys play Fire's Hunger. This is another one of those audio adventures that I do from EFP, uh, but this one was, was done by myself for Schwab Entertainment specifically for Shadows of the Demon Lord. If you've never played Shadows of the Demon Lord, it is fantastic. It may be one of my favorite fantasy settings or systems to ever come out. Dark Metal Demons. I mean, you don't get more RPG than that. Isn't that what we all got in trouble for in the 80s? Just saying. So that's it for me. You guys don't and haven't, you should download Anchor. You can call into the station, we can start a conversation, ask questions, and I will answer. That's it for me, everybody. Watch, listen, learn, and go roll some dice with your friends. Till next week.